podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Today's episode is one you don't want to miss. Tons of agencies right now are transitioning from the captive world to the independent world. And it's for different reasons. Part of this is due to Nationwide going independent last year, and it could be due to other changes going on with captive carriers. These agents have led their teams through a lot of upheaval and change, and I'm curious to know more about how they do that. I connected with Emily Gerber-Poe after seeing her podcast episode with Kelly Donahue-Piro, and um, since then I've found that we have a lot in common. Can't wait to share with you some of the successes she's had. So a little bit of a spoiler alert here. Emily has three locations. She's a third generation agency owner. She's mastered agency acquisitions and she's successfully recruiting from outside of the industry. You'll hear how she's diversifying her portfolio. Let's find out how she's doing it. Hi agents and welcome to the show. This is Caitlin Agar, your host and Today, we're going to dive into a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look into an agency that's rocking it in the independent world, but they weren't always an independent agent. They started in the captive world, and I can't wait to kind of dial back the timeline for you guys and find out like how this agency was built and where they're going in the future. So um, I know that we're going to walk away from this episode today with a lot of great ideas, and it's always so fun to get a fresh perspective on what other people are doing. So I want to welcome our guest to the show. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hey, I am great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic in Texas. I'm in Texas today in our Quantum Allen office, working with some new team members, and you're in your office as well. Tell us where you're located. So my main office, um, we call it the mothership. It is in Chillicothe, Ohio, a small rural um, city in kind of South Central Ohio. So what's going on at the mothership today? (laughs) Uh, It's pretty quiet, actually. It's not too crazy. I've been able to hammer out some work. I like those kind of days, especially before a weekend. So um, not too much. Weather is beautiful. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I can't wait to hear more about your agency. So tell us what your agency is called and how long it's been around. Sure. Um, so I own Gerber Insurance and Financial Services, and I'm a third-generation agent. So my grandfather started our agency in 1943, uh, before Nationwide was ever Nationwide. It was Ohio Farm Bureau Insurance. And so he started as an original Farm Bureau agent. And um, then when Nationwide and Farm Bureau kind of split into what they are now, he was a Nationwide agent. And so he was an agent for over 40 years. And my dad was an agent for over 40 years, and I joined him in 2006, and I purchased the agency from him in 2013. That's that's so cool, and I bet it probably means a lot to your, your family, and um, being able to see that the agency is still around and what you've done with that, What are the, how do they feel about it? So yeah, my dad, I actually had lunch with him today. It's, it's, you know, the busier I get, the harder and harder it becomes, but it's definitely a priority for me. Um, And, you know, 
I wish grandpa could have seen a third generation come in because, you know, back in his day, all he had are all he had were granddaughters. So back in that day, it was like a boy's got to take over. And that was just the mentality. And so I, I think he probably assumed, especially because I have a music degree. I wasn't, you know, he knew that I was in school for music and it wasn't a career path that I was going toward and, and neither of my sisters either. So I wish he could see the perpetuation of the agency and what we've done. And we've grown, you know, I've been able to grow the agency through Ohio and, um, but my dad's really proud. My mom and, and dad both are, I think mostly because, um, you know, when I rebranded a, a couple of years ago, this, our slogan is here for good. And not just because we've been here for 80 years, but we're here for the good too, for our clients and the good in our community. And um, that really is a lot of what my grandpa and my dad's heartbeat um, was and still is for my dad, just really investing in the community, being a part of all the good things in the community, kind of giving back, you know, community that chooses to do business with us. Um, We have a responsibility to give back to that community as well too. So he's proud. He's, He's just as any proud daddy would be, he is. As a parent, that's such a cool opportunity that we have to create something long lasting and thinking about the success that your grandfather created that's impacting generations that he wasn't even able to see the future effects of it. But all that hard work that he did a long, long time ago is still paying off. And so I don't know, we're going to talk about some of the fun parts of being an agency owner today. There's some parts that um, of being a business owner that just suck it are really hard and are not easy. And you're like in that moment right now, you're, you know, on your commute, driving into the office and you're just slogging it out. I think that's such a great reminder that what you're creating is something that's going to be meaningful. It's going to help create success for your family, your kids, possibly their kids. And all these clients, the people in the community that we're helping, it, it really does make a huge difference. And if we can make it through the hard stuff, it'll pay off. It'll be worth it. And I can't imagine how cool it'll feel one day to, I don't know if my kids will get into insurance or not, but I hope that seeing mom and dad build something new and, you know, create something new will give them the courage to build something new and create something new one day. Well, and to do something that they love and that they're passionate about too, you know, and, and yeah, not every day is fantastic. It's not rainbows and unicorns over here every day, but, um, but I think part of what I was able to see from dad was that he was a hard worker and so was grandpa and they loved people. And at the end of the day, they, they slept really good at night because they were doing the right things for the right reasons and building, building good things. And I agree as a parent, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't care if my kids get in the insurance industry or not, but it is really cool for them, hopefully for them to, as they you know, they kind of think I'm cool still. We just, you know, we've talked about this, that maybe, maybe not so cool in the next couple of years as they become teenagers, but eventually once they go to college and realize mom does really know what she's talking about, (laughs) they'll be able to look back and see, yeah, mom worked really hard and she did something that she loved and she was passionate about. So that's my hope, my hope too, that they'll be able to, to build something of their own someday. And your girls will never wonder whether or not it would be a thing to be a woman in insurance. They're just going to assume that it's normal. So I yeah. think that's really neat. Yeah. So my dad, when I first started with him in 2006, um, even, even producers were not, female producers were not of the norm. It, you know, most of the CSRs and the agencies were female, but the owners mm-hmm. and the producers were mostly male. 
And it's just the way it was. And I remember dad, he was, he was tough on me in a good way. You know, I had to turn in weekly production trackers to him. I had to get to make sure I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And, and I just remember thinking, man, this is hard. And he said, and if I, if I just hand you a paycheck every day, you're never going to be able to prove what I know you have to prove to the world and to be able to be a woman in, in a male, older male dominated industry you're going to have to probably do things a little extra. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to maybe learn a more, you're going to have to work a little harder or, um, and I'm really grateful for that lesson. And he did it out of love for me because he wanted to see me succeed. And I'm really grateful for that because yeah, it's you and I both though, you know, younger females in, in this industry, even still today, it's, it's definitely changing, I think. Um, but it's yeah. And, and, and I'm grateful for that, but, um, it's, it's, it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me a lot of it's okay if I have to work a little harder because I I was created to do this and I'm okay with that. That's so great that you were able to just, you know, adapt and, you know, roll with it. So when you finally decided you were going to purchase the agency, this family legacy agency, and you knew that like it was going to be your name on the sign and um, it was becoming yours. What were some of the thoughts that were going through your head? Were you thinking... Were you feeling like pressure um, that there was something to prove? Or were you thinking like, I can't wait to, you know, make these changes? What, what, what do you remember being top of mind for you at that time? I think D, all of the above. You know, I, here's the crazy thing. I was seven months pregnant when I bought my dad's agency with my second. So I had um, an almost three-year-old and I was seven months pregnant when I bought the agency from my dad. He stayed on, on part-time doing just financial services for a couple of years um, after I purchased the agency. But I remember for some reason, one of my biggest fears that I kept telling him was, dad, I don't know if I'm going to run the business side of this the way that you do. Because my dad was a brilliant businessman. And he said, "M, I promise you'll, you'll do fine. You kind of jump into it, you know, surround yourself with a great lawyer, with a great CPA with, you know, with people who are really good at what they do and, and you'll be just fine. And really the business side of it is where my entrepreneur side has kind of flourished. And so, uh, and the part that I really love too, even though I love sales and insurance. So in the beginning, kind of one of my biggest fears is the one of the things that I love the most about it and being a businesswoman. And, um, but I remember being excited to kind of make things my own, you know, there were, there was a little bit, um, not a little bit, there was a lot of me feeling like I have to prove myself. That's part of my Enneagram three. But that's also part of um, really wanting to make my dad and my mom and my grandparents proud and my family name because it in this community it it means character and integrity and it means you know a handshake's your word and it means you know you're good to your you're good to your employees you're good to your clients and that's a lot of pressure <laughs> um, and so I I just remember thinking am I going to live up to it am I going to am I going to do okay but I think as I got in. Um, and really, really started making it my own, I realized I can still do all the good things, but I can make them my own. I can, I can kind of put a, a flair and a twist on it. And not everything has to be the same. And quite frankly, there's not a lot of things that are the same anymore, just basically with basic transitions of technology and, and the way agencies are run now. But uh, yeah, there was, I would say all of it, all of, you know, there was, there was fear, there was excitement, there was, I can't wait to kind of do some of these things that I've been wanting to do and try it out. But it's been it's been really good. 
And you were a nationwide agent for a long time through that journey. And so you were with a captive carrier that you were very familiar with. I imagine you guys knew like the ins and outs. And I know you were really active with nationwide. What were some of the panels or advisory boards you were on with that company? Um, quite a bit. So I, and over the years, there were different ones. I was on a um, commercial business advisory board. I was on the NAC, the National Agency Council. I was on the Regional Agency Council. Um, I was on a financial council for financial services for a while. So I kind of transitioned into several different ones. I'm still on um, an agency council with Nationwide, a very small select group um, with the president of Nationwide that helped um, some of the upper leadership as we transitioned from exclusive into independent to kind of help that transition for the previous exclusive agents because it, it has not been the easiest of processes as you can possibly imagine. But um, to transition all of that um, from an agency level and to help me, and Nationwide's been great to help kind of listen to here, here are our pain points, here are the things that we're struggling with. So I'm, I'm still on some councils in that respect, but yeah, so we, it, you know, we've had a great longstanding relationship with Nationwide. They were an incredible partner and are still an incredible partner. Uh, so I, I was exclusive from when I bought the agency in 13 until Nationwide went independent um, across their entire agency force last year in July. Wow. So that must have been such a huge change. And I'd love to hear how you guys navigated that. I, if, if we can go back to when you first started hearing and, and finding out that this was going to happen, do you remember what some of your initial concerns were at the time? Like, what were some of the things you were thinking that were like, ah, I'm, I'm concerned about this. Do you remember having any worries or fears at first? So... I, I don't think I had as much fear as my peers were having. And I think that was mostly revolved around the fact that I'm so, I was so much younger than the majority of the agents that were going to have to go through this transition. Um, and I also love change. So change doesn't scare me. I actually thrive in change. And so, and that's also not always typically the norm. And, and I didn't thing and <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, what new shiny toy do we get to play with now? This is so exciting. And what opportunity with my entrepreneur spirit? I'm like, what does this allow us to do? This is really great. This is exciting. And I think, I think some of the fears were just the unknowns of how much is it going to cost in the independent side compared to what, you know, nationwide pays for our agency management system. Now, how much is an agency? Are we going to be able to navigate it? How are my staff going to go through? Gritty, gritty. Yeah. All of it. How, you know, I've had staff, I had one that my dad hired when I was one year old and she's phenomenal an account manager. She's still here with us. Still phenomenal. How is she going to manage through this? And, and the others that have been here for so long where we've had to, we were really experts at one company. Um, we had a fantastic relationship with Nationwide and all the other Nationwide agents. And now all of a sudden, it's like almost like a little internal bomb has gone off and we have to figure out how to pick up the pieces and where to put the pieces. So I think there was there was a little bit of fear. Uh, but for the most part, it was, you know, there, there was also the, the respect of um, how do we deal with this with the IRS, with the transition of we technically only owned our servicing rights. So by Nationwide, and that's part of helping with the advisory board I was on. How does nationwide and the third parties that they're, you know, CPA firms, how do we make this so it's not devastating to agents? Um, but also we make sure we're following tax guidelines because it is going to look like it's an asset that was given to us. And there were there was a lot, a lot involved from the business side, you know, a lot of fear from the staff that you have to make sure, hey, everything's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, it's going to be fine. 
So that was probably my initial, my initial fear. I talked a lot to agents that I respect and that I know are wise. And I was really grateful to be on the boards and the, the uh, advisory councils to kind of listen and glean some of the wisdom from some of them. And um, so I would say probably there, you know, Nationwide started announcing this. We started hearing snippets of it about four or so years before, four or five years before it actually happened. So it was a long process to try and figure it all out, but we're here. Do, are, have you reached the point yet where it's a little refreshing? That's like, whew, we're on the other side of it. Yeah, I, I think that came, um, that came probably not initially for search for sure. So July, I would say probably by um, fall of this past year, it was like, we got this. We did it. We're alive. We survived. We have good new carriers that were that are great partners for us now. You know, my staff, they finally feel like, okay, it's not so overwhelming. We've got we've gotten through most of the trainings. Yeah. So we're we're definitely there. We're actually selling insurance again, which is fantastic. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's huge. So um, so do you think it's harder to be a captive agent or an independent agent? I don't think either. I, you know, I think there's pros and cons to both of them. And I'm really, really, really grateful and really lucky to be able to have experienced both sides of it. You know, the, the, the pros of, of the exclusive world are, are you can, you really can be a master at your products. You really can be a master at your company. The partnership that an, that an exclusive company is able to give you is not one that independents are able to do from marketing dollars to agency management systems to lists and tools and training and everything um, in that regard, branding for that matter. But on the independent world, I never have to turn a client away ever again. I have a market basically for anybody who walks in my door and I can now, my producers are able to go out to to clients and say, hey, yeah, I absolutely have a place that we can put you. We'd love to be able to serve you. So it's been, um, and it's been really neat learning these other companies, finding which companies are easiest to do business with, technology, and finding out kind of how other people, um, other companies do things. So I I wouldn't say one is better than the other. I would say they definitely both have their, their pros and cons. I was a captive agency owner for several years and I, um, I was, one of the things that surprised me about the independent world when I first made the, the um, change, went independent, was the lack of training and tools. And um, everyone kind of does their own thing. And mm-hmm. that's definitely a gap that we're trying to fill at Quantum and making sure that people can open up an agency and have training on the different carriers and how to how do you use a rater without getting trapped into a transactional conversation? And right. <laughs> like roll out a commercial department if you've never had commercial before. And so I think that was one of the pluses as well was that um, it was easier to sell commercial on the independent side because there was um, for sure place the appetite in different places and it wasn't quite as in the captive world. It did feel a little bit like trying to hit a bullseye if you're going to sell commercial. So for sure. Well, and it um, in, I think in the exclusive world too, it's very up and down. You know, if you're with one company, it's like, we love this right now. And then in two years, they're like, actually, no, we don't love that at all. And we don't want this at all. Where in, in the independent world, um, the commercial side is a whole lot easier to say, it's, it's almost like different companies. And what we found is, you know, I have a certain company that loves tech. 
I have a certain company that loves Hab. I have a certain company that, and it's almost like they all have kind of their own niches where it's not like, oh, we love this right now, but we're going to hate it in a year. And so I think that's, you're right. The commercial side has definitely been a benefit to us. Um, you know, we were, I was really lucky because we have a, a heavy ag book. And so Nationwide did ag really, really well. So I didn't have, I didn't have much of that, but the commercial we did. And so it's been great kind of finding those niches in those companies. And being able to crack the code to commercial really does a lot for the cash flow in an independent insurance agency. So being able to have that additional department, you're diversifying your portfolio and it's just a really smart business move. At the same time, you don't want to spread yourself too thin and be selling like every kind of commercial and having things all over the place because it can be so complex. Um, but that's something that we've really found has worked well for us on the independent side, being able to dive into that a little bit deeper and um, diversify in that sense. It, we had really focused yeah. on for so many years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, commercial. And it's not, like you said, the training is so imperative because it's everything is different. Every single, you're never going to find an account that's exactly the same. And so making sure that the independent in the independent world that, that, you know, because every company has different endorsements and they have different, you know, things that they include or exclude or so it, yeah, it's definitely, that was a big learning curve for us to go from having to really know when nationwide, they kind of made a semi captive there toward the end. Um, I was, um, I was, I was exclusive. I'm sorry. I was independent on the commercial and farm side for the last year or two, but right. so we got a little bit of a taste of it, but you know, to go from being an expert in all the endorsements with nationwide, yes, we can do this. We to all of a sudden having to learn seven new companies and all their endorsements and all the, you know, how they like things done and what their appetite is. It definitely, it definitely makes a difference with all of the training and, um, but you're right. The diversification makes a huge difference on the bottom line in an agency. It absolutely does. And you mentioned you have a team member who's been with you a long time. How many years has she been with the agency? 37 years. No way. Yeah. She's working on her 38th. Actually in I'm December, it'll be 38. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, so, so cool. So I was one year old when, when my dad hired her. And she is kind of a master at, well, all she ever knew was, you know, she remembered before, before computers were even a thing in the agencies where she would pull out, you know, she'll tell stories. She'd pull out a manual and they'd write it on a carbon copy and mail it off to nationwide. And, you know, for her to be working strictly on Apple products with all these different carriers and two different screens and an ear, you know, a, a monitor on her ear and, um, or an earphone. And she's, she, she is the queen of change. But it really is her mentality. You know, it really is her saying, I believe in the company. I believe in the change that you guys are doing. I believe, you know, she really fully does believe because I, I tell them all the time, I'm never going to sink this ship. This is my, this is my plan A through Z. I don't, I don't have an alternative or an ulterior um, plan. This is it. So any decisions that I make, I just ask that you trust me, that I've researched it enough, that I know what I'm doing. So, and also I didn't choose to go independent. This was forced on me and I'm grateful for it now. But I, but we're here and she's been the queen of saying, okay, let's do it. Like, let's change. It's going to take me some time, but she's been pretty phenomenal through it. That's priceless. I feel like that's the kind of thing that I almost want to like hear a TED talk on is like, how do people navigate that level of change successfully and come out on the other side of it? Like, okay. And thriving because 
I feel like I'm bad with technology. There's days I can't get my printer to work. Right. <laughs> and so I can't imagine what it would be like continuing to succeed in the business world, going from before they had computers to where we are today. And I just have a, I admire her for that. You too. I think that, I think that's really hard. I don't think it's yeah. easy having to be outside your comfort zone all the time. So. No. And she's done it very gracefully. She's, she, and she'll say, it's not that every day's been easy transitioning through this, but she's, you know, and we did, we did Kelly's retention program. And I think that's how you and I ended up connecting. <laughs> uh, but she, she embraced even that. I mean, that was a six month program that I put all the account managers through and she's like, all right, if this is what we need to do, and this is the script I need to follow. And these are the things I need to do for our clients. We're going to do it. So you're right. She, maybe she does need to do a TED talk. She should. Yeah, I would totally, I would listen to it. I would have, I would have our team listen to it. Just being able to hear from someone who went through that, because honestly, I've been thinking recently, like these Elon Musk videos will show up on my Facebook feed and stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be the old lady. That's like, I remember when people didn't live on Mars, (laughs) it's going to happen to us too. And when when we're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, technology is going to be so different than it is today. And so I I hope I'm up for the challenge. (laughs) Same, same. That's so neat. Well, please give her kudos from the agency intelligence team and from uh, from Caitlin Ager and Quantum because we just think that's so cool. I absolutely will. And if I can ever get her to do some sort of interview or on change, I will make sure I shoot that over to you guys. Oh, I would love that. That's she's so cool. kind of she's kind of shy, so yeah, it's going to push her out of her comfort zone a little bit. But I think we could all use a little bit of that that wisdom of, she said, she even remembers something that my dad told her a long time ago. She just told me this the other day. She said they, when computers were coming, you know, if you go from doing manuals your whole life to, to having to use a computer, that was huge and very groundbreaking. And my dad was one of the first agents in nationwide to adopt it and to, to bring in computers and start using them. And he said, we, not everybody loves change, but if you can be rooted and bend in the wind, like a tree, and say, okay, I'm still grounded. I'm still rooted. I'm still believing in the same things, doing the same things, but I've, I've got to be able to bend. I've got to be able to sway. I've got to be able to change. And she said she never forgot that. And that, that oh. stuck with her that all of this time. So that gives me chills. And just to think of like the power that that kind of encouragement can have on someone. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It's a big opportunity. Now, um, how many locations do you have, Emily? I have three physical locations okay. um, and my ag and commercial specialist, he is in another location. So he actually has a small office in his house. We just don't advertise that. So I'm, I'm in four different counties in Ohio. Oh my gosh. So not only have you trans- transitioned from captive to independent over the past year, but you've had new agency acquisitions as well. <laughs> and so you're juggling three different locations uh, talk to us about how you, how do you do it all? <laughs> That's um, I do like a glass of wine every once in a while. There you go. <laughs> That's my secret. No, um, I don't do it all. I have the most incredible people surrounding me and it gets me emotional talking about it. Um, I have my core leadership team and really my core team that is just brilliant. They're, they're awesome. They're hard workers. They're good at what they do. They don't have to be micromanaged. 
And, um, you know, so I have my VP of operations who is, is incredible. I have um, our executive assistant, who's an executive assistant under both of us, who just does a phenomenal job. Our agency manager who manages half the stuff. I probably don't even know what she does because she does so much. But I also have, you know, incredible producers. And I have people like Trudy who have been here forever and are just good at what they do. They can find the answers. And so I don't do it all. Um, but what my team does allow me to do is what I love to do. And that's still sell insurance, commercial and farm insurance. I still absolutely love to do. But I love to grow and I love to build and I love developing relationships and I love being involved in the community. So um, acquisitions are been a, have been a big focus of mine for years um, because I recognized that to survive, I had to be bigger and to be able to afford the technology that I knew we needed and that I wanted. And I, I didn't want to be status quo. I didn't want to be a status quo agent. And so that it's allowed me to be able to do that. So I, I juggle a lot, but I have an incredible team. So, you know, um, I, I try to hire to my weaknesses. I'm not a detailed person. I am very high vision, very, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. You know, let's let, yeah, let's move fast. Let's, but I have incredible, both of my, um, my executive assistant and my agency managers, I'm huge on the Enneagram and disc profiles okay. when I hire people. And so both of them are sixes. So they are okay. detailed. They are, you know, analytical. They are everything I am not. Are they like the SC or CD on the disc? Um, I don't remember what their disc is. I can, um, I'm I more familiar with the disc. I always forget the Enneagram. Yeah. One, so I got to brush up on that one. But so they have a lot of C. A lot, they're both, okay. very, they both would be very high C. Um, and so they're just, they're incredible. They're really, really incredible. Where my VP of operations is the two, where he's very much behind the scenes. I, you know, he, he serves, he does, he's a workhorse. He, he can actually see very nitty gritty detail in marketing and things like that and online. And just, he's kind of a polymath. He's really good at a lot of things. And so just surrounding myself with a lot of great people, my manager in Lima, which is my, my furthest away office, it's two and a half hours from Chillicothe. Um, he's involved in the community. He's from the community. He goes to all the community events. So that takes pressure off of me of feeling like I'm constantly traveling, constantly have to go to all the chamber meetings. Right. Um, but people don't know me necessarily up there anyways. They may know our agency and they know Brandon, who's the agency manager and the people at the agency. So it's just really important. But yeah, we're still giving back to the community. They don't have to see my face. They don't have to know who I am, but it's, you know, they do need to know that someone's there that cares. And so yeah, I just have really freaking awesome people. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. It's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. 
Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with nationwide brokerage solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cash certified. That's so freeing. And it's creating, you're passing along this opportunity that's been so life-changing to you, to other people that can now take advantage of that opportunity and, and grow it. Mm-hmm. Do you hire from within the insurance industry? Do you look for people that have experience or have you had success looking outside of the industry as well? Um, all of my best hires have no insurance experience. Minus one. <laughs> Minus my ag and commercial producer um, because specialist because he's amazing. And he um, also came from an exclusive world. So, um, everybody else that I've hired minus the people that have been with us for multi-generations, they are, and they really are own, you know, their own experts and their own respect that I don't have to micromanage them. They're really good at their job. They're hard workers. But, um, as far as any newer hires, uh, none of them other than, other than one have had experience in the insurance industry. I can get why, Agents are often a little trepidatious to bring someone in who's new to the industry because they know there's going to be this long learning curve. Mm-hmm. You might be really needing to fill this position and you might be feeling like, I just really need to get someone in that can start making a difference right away. So can we talk through that a little bit? Because if a, if we can unlock how to train an onboard talent, mm-hmm that doesn't know anything about insurance, it opens up a huge, whole new world of opportunity for where the agency can go, but that's not easy either. So help us understand how we can do that better. For sure. So um, I actually believe that the old insurance agent model is very antiquated. I I believe that it's, it's not a really good operating model at least for me, it's never been. And I look back and for my dad, you know, it's like hiring a producer and banging your head against the wall because they're like, why aren't they selling? You know, because mostly and and typically you hire a producer, they work their circle of influence, they get burnt out or they get lazy and then they move on to the next insurance agency. And the pipeline on that is so long and they don't have the commission coming in, they give up. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, another thing about that is, there, there's still cost and time of because environment and culture is really important to me and who we have representing us in the communities that we're in is really important. So that takes time. That takes, takes time from me sitting down with them or other people training them or, you know, other carriers coming in and training them. That takes still a lot of time and effort and energy. So what I, I finally, I finally decided instead of me feeling like I have to fill this position now, and hiring the wrong person because I have to do it so quick. I just need to breathe for a second. I need to, and that's when I started really hiring based on personality. I stopped basing everything on what's your degree and how fast can you type and what's your grammar. <laughs> and you know, not that those things aren't important because they are, but I'm a I'm a stickler on I can teach you a system, I can teach you technology, I can teach you a, a product, I can I can find somebody to teach you even if I don't know it. I can't teach you to be kind. I can't teach you to have a hard work ethic. I can't teach you to have good character. I can't teach you to be a team player. Those are all built in your core. And so what usually is the most frustrating and has been in the past to me is trying to knock out those things that I'm never going to be able to change in those people. 
And just, it's just this constant spinning wheel of producer here, producer, not producer here, producer, not. And, um, same thing with account managers, you know, you'll hire an account manager from, you know, they were, they worked in the insurance industry for 15 years. They have these preconceived notions. Well, this is how we did it there. This is how my old boss did it. Well, that's not how we do it here. We do things a lot different, um, and a lot more progressive than, than a lot of agencies. So I think we kind of got to the point where I'm like, I'd rather have like less really good quality people who are, um, and my vice, um, my VP of operations says it all the time to our staff. We just want our aces in their places. We believe all of our staff are aces. And if they're working in their lanes, if they're working in their places, we don't have to hire as many people because they're all doing an incredible job. So I think it's, yeah, I think, I think it was kind of an epiphany of why, why do I feel like I have to fill this spot right now? because I'm going to do more damage and it's going to cost me more money over the long haul to just hurry up and hire somebody just because I feel like, Oh, you know, you've been in the insurance industry rather than, so Brandon's a good example. He's my Lima manager and he had no insurance experience and it took a long time to get him where we wanted him to be, but he's amazing. Like how long, when you say long, two months in the insurance world can feel short or long depending on COVID also hit in the middle. Okay. So (laughs) So for us, really long. Had COVID not hit, um, I would say a good, I know this sounds like a lot, but a good four to six months longer than someone who's already been in the insurance industry. Makes sense. So, and, and, and it does take more time off my plate when I hire a new producer, especially one that's managing a whole location, because we need to make sure that that person really is exactly who and what we need and want them to be at that location. But that's an investment for me. That's an investment for the company that I love and believe in. And so for me, it was no big deal. You know, I would have him in every commercial and farm review that I would do with our large farm and commercial clients. I would have him working things that he wasn't necessarily maybe going to get, but he was going to learn a lot from it because it was just very complicated. Um, Just doing menial tasks, even sitting with account managers, you know, just a, a lot of things that what weren't necessarily his job role and job title. But that but rotation is so important for getting exactly. the big picture, especially when our, for our team members, their insurance world can be so small because they might not be listening to the insurance podcast yet, or they might not be going to the panels and the advisory boards. And they, their insurance world looks completely different from their perspective than that of an agency owner. And so when we, when we're dealing with turnover and trying to figure out like why it's so hard to get this to turn into a career and not just a job, I think a lot of that has to do with exposing them to the great people in the industry, what's going on in the industry, best practices, you know, um, being able to look at what customer service is doing, claims, these different departments that you may have within your organization so that they can just start to put together the pieces of the puzzle because, We've been in insurance so long, it can be easy to forget what it looked like when we yeah. you know, into it. And you right. transitioned from music into insurance, even though your family had been in it. That was still, you know, a big it, yeah, it was definitely a my my whole past knowledge of insurance was when I was in high school, and in the summer, my dad I had to work for my dad at the agency, and it was like trimming hedges and. <laughs> painting things and filing papers. I'm like, this is horrible. Who in the world would ever want to go in it? I hate this. <laughs> so that's actually what my thought process was in it too. But you're right. When you come from the outside, you have no idea how really complicated it is and how you really do need someone who is a professional and is really good at what they do. 
So when you, what industry was this associate with before they became your agency manager? Um, he had a history in sales, but a history mm-hmm. at a bank okay. and a history um, at a cell phone company. So he had in he had the, the past, sales, he had the professional background. Exactly. When, when you think back to the interviews that you had with him, when you're trying to decide if he's the right person to run this new location, with that being such a pivotal role mm-hmm. within your agency, do you recall what stood out to you about him that you felt like were those those qualities that you knew you were going to depend on the ones that are harder to train. Like we can train someone how to sell insurance. Right. Tell me, right. tell me what stood out about him. Number, the number one thing that stood out to me about him was he was hopeful. hopeful. Everything he talked hopeful. And I know that sounds crazy, but everything he talked about, he was hopeful about. He was hopeful about his future. He was hopeful about his impact on the community. He was hopeful. And he, he knew that, he was a hard worker, but he wasn't where he wanted to be. He wanted to be a part of a company that was growing. He wanted to be part of something that he could grow with the company, maybe even to a different role in the future. And I just remember his hopefulness and he's very smart. You know, obviously his, the communication that, that we had with him, he hadn't even had a ton of management experience and, and he was so hopeful and so kind and really smart and hardworking. So, you know, he had a lot of those qualities that it's like, this is exactly who we need. This is exactly the person that we want. We, I don't need somebody who's been an agency manager before and like, man, I'm just kind of burnt out and I'm kind of over this. And I don't know. I, I don't know that you should really do. We needed somebody who bought our vision, who bought our mission and said, yep, the, this is the way that I'm going to run this location. And so he was just, he was super hopeful. That's so cool. And you, you said that you really like finding out more about your team's personalities. And so is the Enneagram your favorite personality assessment to use? Hands down. I'm a little obsessed with it. And (laughs) I think my leadership team gets super annoyed with how much I send to them. Like I'll find something on Instagram, like four in the morning and I can't sleep. There's so much good stuff on Instagram. There's so much good stuff. And they're like, I, I had one of them texted the, a group and said, um, now I'm going to read your dissertation on all of our Enneagram profiles. <laughs> now that I've woken up, you know, since you've done this since four in the morning, but it is, it's so fascinating to me. I, if I get annoyed or like, if I, 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 someone does something and I'm like, why are they doing it that way? I, I truly can go to an Enneagram, anything, any of the Enneagrams and like, well, this is why I get annoyed with it. Cause that's my personality. Cause I want it done like this. I don't want micromanaged. I don't, work is super important to me. What, you know, why isn't some, why is it, why doesn't someone care as much about their job or their time management as, as much as I do? Well, it's not their personality, you know, they probably, and then they're probably getting annoyed that I'm missing details or I'm not as analytical about things. And so for me, it's not this, you know, you hear, Oh, it's a personality clash. Well, it's not a clash. It's just, we're all different. And if we learn each other better, then we have way less of that. We can understand how to communicate whether it's via email or in person, we can, we can understand how to do interviews better. We can understand how to do group conversations better. Um, you know, I'm getting ready to hire a virtual um, assistant. So for my account managers, and there's a lot of questions that a lot of them have, their personalities are like spinning, like, Oh my gosh, what is my job? What if, what if this happens? What if, Mm -hmm. so for me, instead of me being like, 
suck it up. Like, understand this is a decision. It's like, no, they really need to know my, my why behind this and understand that here's what my whole goal is. And I need you to put this in the trust bucket and I need you to understand. And here's kind of some whys behind it to settle their heart. I wouldn't need that. Someone told me this is what I'm doing. Okay, great. This is the decision you made, but they kind of need to know that. So I like learning it because I, I just feel like it builds the team better. Or associates that are high in that C that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge asset to an independent agency because yeah. they're task oriented. They're very analytical, logical. They can handle the whole like multiple carriers and the yep. AMS thing and the details. Um, but they also need that understanding of why are we doing this because they're thinking about it from different angles. They can be a little bit more skeptical of new decisions at first because they want to understand it. And it's not because they're rebellious or don't want to be on sure. board, right. but they want to be confident that all the what ifs were thought through. Absolutely. And so it can help give them, a, you know, that buy-in so that they can just, once they're bought in, they will just jump in and just get it done. And Absolutely. Things about that. That person. And I, I think the way you're talking, um, the, that high C that's a lot of, a lot of my account managers because they love the repetitive of like, I know what my schedule is every day. I don't have to work from home at night. You know, I'm not having to be on my, my email all the time. I like to know the why behind, but as long as I do, you know, Trudy, she's very much that way. The, the one that's been here for 37 years. Um, like, nope, I, I believe what you're saying. I, I understand the why behind this and I'm okay with that. So now I'm going to hammer out this work and I'm going to do the job you've asked me to do and I do it very analytically and very precisely. Yes. <laughs> Which we need on the accounting yes. side for sure. Please be precise, please. Yes, for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. So what assessment do you use to figure out? Do you use an assessment to figure out what Enneagram type your team is, or do you just, um, can you tell once you've worked with them for a while, how do, how do you go about that? Yeah, I just, I just give them the Enneagram test before I hire anybody. And once I started doing this, obviously I had people on my team that hadn't taken it before. So I just buy the Enneagram test to them, send them the link, they go through it. And, um, when it sends the result back to them, everybody's like, is, are you, is there a video camera watching me? Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> it feels so, this is so real. Yeah. So I just do the Enneagram test and the discs. I've done the disc with um, almost all of my staff and they, they match almost identical the Enneagram and the disc. They just go about it a little bit different where the Enneagram talks about, you know, I can, you and I can be the same Enneagram number, but we might have different wings where one might be more outgoing and one might be a little bit um, quiet or reserved, but we have the same drive. We have the same dedication to our profession. So there's kind of wings where people, it kind of changes things. Um, yeah. So it's all of, all of the staff have taken the Enneagram and I would say hands down, almost all of them are, are spot on. I think it's a great tool. And one of the um, future episodes I have coming out. So sneak peek guys, here's awesome. a little spoiler alert. I'm excited. Um, in a future episode, we're going to hear from the CEO of Still Human. It's an organization in South Africa that does business consulting for um, all different types of companies across the world, but especially insurance. And they've been watching the changes that technology is having on insurance and how, oh my gosh, now we can do a home quote with three questions and have a bindable rate. Like, right. what is that? And um, he really stressed how crucial it will be for us to really grow in our emotional intelligence and our EQ, because we're going to have to 
be able to bring value to conversations in a way that a computer can't do. And so I still think there's going to be a place where people are still going to want to reach out. They're still going to want professional advice, but we're going to have to up our game a little bit. We're going to have to be able to connect. It might be, we might have a shorter amount of time to build that rapport. It might not be face to face and these things where um, I think 20 years from now, the organizations of the future will be using tools like this to become master communicators. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. So I'll share something that we've, that we're um, trying at Quantum for the first time. And it wasn't my idea. So I have to give our education manager, Amanda Mapp, total props for this. She has a master's in organizational behavior. So this was right up her alley. But we're training a new pod of client care team members uh, this month. They started in April. They're in week four now. And so we've been training them really in depth on the client save conversation, which could be the client just indicates like maybe they're adding a teenager to the car policy and they're like, whoa, that's so expensive. And like how you make sure you're saving that client. So it's not always a renewal premium increase, but it could be. And she really added a really cool spin to it where we started training the team how to identify like what color is this client? Like we, she used colors, which is mirrors with the disc. So if they're in a gold or a blue or a green, how would you save that client? So if they're a D and they're unhappy, you're going to be like really to the point. You're going to come prepared. You're going to have your act together. If they are that people oriented um, S, for example, uh, she used uh, the color blue for that one. Then they want to hear that like you care about their business and you want to be their agent. And that's fascinating. Really fascinating. I love that. I was like, oh my goodness, this is That's really neat. So helpful because some clients do communicate differently. And so she's been trying to coach us through how to listen to like, how will this person, how is this person communicating to me so that I can adapt it a little bit, which isn't, you know, that's not easy to get right off of the bat because we're so used to speaking from right. our temperament and what feels right. so natural to us. But mm-hmm does help in situations where clients are dissatisfied or trying to build that relationship or fix a problem or, or save that relationship. So I'll keep you guys posted on how it's going, but that's something we're hoping to kind of build out a little bit more. I love that. Almost like an instantaneous personality flexing, like by, by the person you're talking to on the phone, you're, you can talk in their, in their language. I love that. Absolutely. And it takes practice, but it's something we can, you know, aspire to and just get stronger in over time. So sure. Very neat. Well, I'm. it's so cool that you've had success bringing people in from other industries. And I feel like insurance has been so life-changing for me that one of the reasons I'm so passionate about training and education is that we can unlock this career opportunity for other people that don't know it's there. People aren't, absolutely. you know, uh, they, they don't know what they're missing out on. So. Right. Well, and no one grows up saying, I want to be an insurance agent. You know, it's like, I want to be a circus clown or a veterinarian, <laughs> you know? But it's been, I agree with you. It has been absolutely life-changing for me too. And it's been a great joy. You know, it's been, and there's so many people that I think have never considered being in the insurance industry that could really do very well and thrive in any role. It doesn't necessarily have to be an agency principal, but as an account manager, as a producer, and um, as an educator, or whatever, whatever whatever role you're doing, it is life-changing. Yeah. So what's next for Gerber Poe Financial Services? What's on your horizon for 2021? And where's your, uh, what are your sights on right now? 
So I have another acquisition I'm doing um, June 1st. So it's in the same community in Waverly, Ohio that I'm already in, that I did an acquisition in December. So uh, acquisitions take a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy, especially from my upper management, um, a lot of a lot of details and a lot of systems and Gantt charts and things that have to happen to get through. So that's the next one. And just, just growth. Um, we really are, we really are focused on new business, green growth, uh, going independent, really. Um, it halted us for a while because the amount of learning curve that my staff had to have. So we really are just focused on growth. We are focused. Um, we have a lot of new marketing fun things that are coming out and yay. And, um, just really doing what we can for the communities that we're into. So yeah, just expanding, growing, having fun, being a great team. Like I said, we're, we're moving into this new realm of um, having a virtual assistant for our account manager. So that's very, very changing for them and very great. Um, we are, we just, I just have a new person as a billing specialist. So taking some of that weight off of my account manager so they can, yeah, lots of change. Imagine that. Just changing things up for them. They love it. They're like, oh, you know, I walk in, I'm like, guess what? I have something to tell you guys. They're like, you're not changing anything, are you? But fun, <laughs> fun and very good stuff. It's changed, but you've done such a great job creating a dynamic environment where people aren't coming to work bored and like falling asleep at their desks. I imagine you're, you know, you guys are doing great things together. And um, I admire that. I think that's Thank such you. a great um example and it just shows how much opportunity that's out there to be had and um thank I you love the expansion you guys are going through and and my employees you know the way I feel is anytime someone makes me if I'm seen if I feel seen and I feel known and I feel appreciated I am way more willing to go above and beyond to do whatever I need to do for that person whether it's a family member or a friend or a spouse or a child, or it doesn't matter. And it's no different in, in the realm of the people that we employ or people that we work with that if they know, listen, you are, you are my aces. You, I, I would not be here if it weren't for you guys doing such an incredible job and really kind of loving on them and, and lavishing. And, you know, not that I have to be a softie and let people walk on me. And that's, you know, I've had to learn that, but also letting them know you guys are amazing and we can do this and we can have fun. You know, we can make insurance fun. We can make the job that we're doing fun. And so I appreciate your kind words. Thank you for that. Absolutely. I really think that through the work that we're doing now, that one day somebody's five-year-old is going to put on a cape and say, I want to be an insurance agent one day. So I'm down. There. That's our, that's our new mission together. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And it's been so great just hearing about your agency and the awesome things that you're doing. So tell your team hello from Age of Independence. We think you guys are awesome. And I really look forward to chatting with you more again in the future, Emily. You too. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a great day. All right. You too. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do. 
because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.